0: What's going on ladies and gents Welcome to the Fuel Football Podcast And I believe we are at episode 14 So making positive strides I'm looking forward to getting to like The week 50s So you know it's clearly been over a year and stuff um, I think it's been about a year now But I've been very consistent with the podcast And if you are watching this Do forgive me for my appearance I am freezing my butt off Heat is in full blast So it's hoodie season for me right now And um Today's an interesting one because we're at the international break, right? And that means some players that I do know are completely off and some players are with international duties and some are still playing, if I haven't said that already. (laughs) Anyway, um, the reason why I'm saying that is because I've been contacting one of the athletes that I've been wanting to get on here um, who was down and looking forward to it and kind of went AWOL all of a sudden but you know, international break don't take too much into it but i got an idea today anyway so I one of the things that I really don't want is for the the interest of the podcast to be only based on guests do you know what I mean? so um, in some ways by not having a guest today it's, it's good and, you know, so that the word or the focus can be a lot more on the message being spread and yeah, I'm really cold, so just, just forgive me. But anyway, I've got someone I do want to speak to today. Two people, so I'm going to try and call them. So I'm going to try at random points in the in the podcast actually start calling and seeing how lucky we can get with a phone conversation with um, an athlete, which I'll give you a little bit more insight in once I've gone over the topic. And then an expert as well, another one of my peers in the psychological world. So um, today has been, the topic has been inspired from Premier League action and the return of football actually in, in all, at all levels. I've been watching it with a very interesting lens because you know I, I want to see the impact of having no fans on the players and I think it's been very interesting and it would have been really good to speak to players that have been in the game and have participated with no crowds just to get their perspectives. But I'll get that. The next guest that we get, I'll ask that question anyway. And with the knowledge of this episode, it would make that conversation a lot more insightful but anyway um i don't like saying this and highlighting this but there's been a lot of mistakes (laughs) since football's come back and i'm not just talking about mistakes such as the things that's just gonna happen anyway such as like a misplaced pass or something of the sort but there's been a lot of careless actions whether it's you know um gamesmanship whether it's actual technical aspects or whatever the case may be and Uh, even before the season started just again when project restart started there were a few things where um, players themselves came came out and um, said that concentration there's a loss of focus and that's something I really want to address today so that's what the topic is going to be on on concentration on focus and hopefully by the end of this episode you have a clearer understanding of how your mind kind of can shift to different uh, distractions so to speak and you have a clearer understanding of how you can develop that mental skill of concentration. One thing I want to start off by saying is you cannot lose concentration. One of the things that we can do is shift our concentration levels. You know, and so I've done a little bit of a brainstorm um, in terms of what I've seen in the game and also what I could imagine a player would be um, distracted by. And when we want to categorise them, you might as well, well, we might as well categorise them in internal factors and external factors. So internal factors are what's going on within us, you know, and those are things that really can't be seen. It's more um, internally based rather than anything else or any other influences. So this could be how our body's responding. It could be maybe even our heart rate. It could be sensations such as maybe a blot's nose. It could be... um, thoughts that could be distracting you and then you have external factors such as things that are maybe surrounded or environmentally based surroundings um, things that can be seen rather than things that are more internal so i've done a little bit of a brainstorm and i kind of highlighted some of the things that could distract you and naturally coming to think about it now we done we put a question out there on the fearful football page and we asked you guys essentially what would you like to hear and focus and concentration was definitely a topic that um you guys want to hear so i just wanted to throw that in there probably a bit too late after speaking about it for a few moments but i'm saying that to say that this is a topic that we can all relate to essentially you know and so maybe you can start thinking just now and in this moment of time before i progress as to what areas of the game could need you distracted what do you get distracted by I remember when I used to play, um, I couldn't play, and I knew I couldn't play at my best if I had Vaseline, if I didn't have Vaseline on. So I had to put Vaseline on before a match. If my lips got dry during the game, I used to lose it. This was before I knew about the mindset and the power of our minds um, in the game. And so that was me playing at the same professional level, not very high at all, but something as small as that could literally derail me in a match, and I couldn't be playing the way that I want to, because I know that... I'm uncomfortable physically so think about it for yourself now what things do distract you or what things has have distracted you during the time you know it might not always be the same thing and so I don't know how I sound to you guys I just feel cold I don't know maybe let's not say anything actually no fevers and that so yeah that'll be good for you to kind of start being self-aware about um, because it's important for you guys to actually develop the the, the ability to be self-aware you know, progress can only follow once you know how your, your mind works and how you know how your body works and know how you can address it, you know, and so that's one thing I would suggest, but when I go back to my, my list now, I've got the no crowd, I think that's a big thing at this present time, so if you're a pro or I think if at any level now there's no crowds, no one's coming to watch a game of football, and so one of those things can affect a player. So how can that affect a player? That can affect a player because some people are really stimulated by the effects of the crowd. The crowd can energise a player and make them feel like they have an element of support. But when there isn't that crowd, maybe they feel like they're less pushed or maybe sometimes it could be a bit of pressure that they, they need from fans, you know, when they're encouraging you or maybe even like urging you on, giving you a bit of urgency. The crowd could be such an influential figure for an athlete. And so, what could be distracting is the constant reminder that there is no crowd and the the reminders that there is no push, there is no almost added incentive, if you like. You know, so all of that has to come from within. Um, Another thing is the coach. So I'm sure if you are watching football and you turn off the crowd, fake crowd noise, you can hear the coaches speaking. So usually in training, The coach is pretty much all you would hear. You'd hear your teammates, but then you will hear the coach who's an overpowering, bearing voice for you to hear. But in training, you typically pay more attention to what the coach is saying. This could translate to the pitch, where you're playing or you're attempting to play and you hear the coach, and maybe with the influence of the crowd, you'll probably hear the coach less, especially if you're on the opposite side of the pitch. So what am I trying to say, like... By having the coach there now and just having hearing the coach's voice and maybe they're he's screaming your name, that could derail you and distract you a little bit, potentially. Um, mistakes. This is something that a lot of players from the biggest, highest levels um, become distracted by making mistakes and maybe the succession of mistakes and how that could affect you and how that will affect your performances uh, to follow. You've got bodily sensations. As I mentioned before, it's more of an internal factor. It could be how your, your body is conditioned. It could be your level of fitness. There could be other things that will be going on that could distract you. I've got match circumstances. So whether you're losing, imagine getting beaten. What did many United get 6-1 the other day or something like that? Imagine you're losing 5-1, 4-1s. One, and it's like 85 minutes, for instance, there's match day circumstances could affect you. It could be you having um, a man sent off, it could be a referee decision, it could be the form of your team that's led to this game upcoming. So there's so many other factors. Playing circumstances, you could not be getting the game time you want and you're given the game time. You could have been brought on when the team is getting hammered. You know, there's playing circumstances that could... um, lead to you being distracted, but to be honest, it doesn't always have to be negative, your team could be winning, it could be a great day for you guys, 4-0, and then maybe your levels of concentration shift, Uh, what else did I write down, I wrote contractual, so think back to a David Luiz now, who um, made a serious mistake in Project Restart, and he actually came and offered uh, himself for a post-match interview, and he was like, look, this contract situation is on my mind. I wasn't really thinking straight. So that's another factor. i will trying to take this off now. And then you have environmental factors. So the fact that you might be in a different uh, pitch, maybe the pitch is smaller, the condition of the pitch and the fact that maybe you're not used to the stadium or, you know, um, whatever the situation may be. And then you've got personal circumstances where things that might be happening off the field may be affecting you on the field. So it's limiting your ability to concentrate. And I told you all of these factors just to kind of give you um, a plethora of factors that may distract you from actually keeping your mind engaged in performance. And what's important for you to realize is that you have the power to shift your focus. You actually have the ability to shift it. And a lot of that is gonna come from you developing that skill, not actually at that particular moment, you know? And so we'll get to that a little bit more uh, later. So yes, I want, before I go any further and talk about some of the strategies that you can apply, I actually wanna call one of my peers in, in the sports psychology world. He's someone I actually studied with. When we were studying, we were pretty close. Um, I really liked the way that he fought and I liked his philosophy, so to speak. And he's gone on to do pretty well for himself, so I want to catch up with him. I haven't spoken to him for a very long time, essentially, in terms of, you know, being on the phone and being in person. Um, but yes, I want to call him now, so let's try my luck and see if we can have a first phone call in this podcast. <whistles> try my luck, let's see how we go. <sighs> Hello? How's it going? How you doing, bro? You alright? Yeah,
1: good, good. Can you hear me, alright? Yeah,
0: yeah, I can hear you, man. Um, I'm, <laughs> I kind of set you up here. I literally called and, you know, as you know, we're live o- on the podcast. Um, how are you doing, Tulio? You good?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me on, by the way. L- long time,
0: no, no speak. I know, it's been I'm a while. Good. I literally just done a preface of um, our relationship and, you know, how we studied together. And I really admired your philosophy and everything that you've done at the time. And that was a few years ago, man.
1: I want to say three years now yeah um, you know we, we've, we've faced a lot of challenges since, since that time Absolutely. and I feel like yeah it's good to see what you're doing as well from your side always good to, to stay
0: connected with fellow practitioners for sure man for sure one of the things I really wanted to speak to you about was the topic that we're focusing on today which is like concentration and focus now before I even put anything in your head what's been your thoughts regarding like Project Restart and the start of football with no crowds, how do you think it's even affected athletes or how do you think it potentially could?
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a great question actually and I think it is something that I have uh, either consciously or subconsciously been reflecting on as I watch you know, the Premier League fixtures or the football fixtures on TV and I look around and we don't see any crowds. And for me, that is just fascinating because I feel that is it a coincidence that we're seeing Man U losing 6-1 at home? Is it a coincidence that we're seeing Man City losing like 5-2 at home mm-hmm. to smaller clubs? Of course, they're very competitive clubs, but I just wonder if they were playing at Old Trafford in front of sixty seventy thousand 70,000 fans, would Man U have crumbled You know, to Tottenham 6-1? Mm. And I feel that is the concept of you know the 12th man. And I do feel that that has taken a an impact on, on specific clubs um, you know again Agreed. I'm just hypothesising here because we, we don't know we can't prove that but it's just a question that I always have in my head when I'm watching these games mm. are the levels of intensity matching the levels that they, they were playing at before the, the project restart mm-hmm. so it's um, yeah really interesting and, and definitely you know open to hearing your thoughts as well
0: I didn't really think too much about it I felt like the level of mental prep and you knowing that there wasn't going to be any fans would have negated that however as time has gone on i'm beginning to see things that i i almost can as you said it's only a hypothesis um hypothesis but you can you can kind of put a finger on it and think okay that probably wouldn't happen you know um if there was a crowd on the back or supporting or urging you on and we would never know for sure because you know we can't repeat the exact same incidents again but i do feel like it has an impact and i do think you you hear it from a pundit perspective you hear it when the players do have the crowds and they mention how influential the crowds were and if you was to predict some of the things that would happen without the influence of a crowd you you're starting to see it because you don't there's there's almost no such thing as a home advantage no more in, in the fact that there's no crowds and stuff. So I think with just that being said, I think there is a bit of an impact um, and there is a lot of elements where athletes are quote-unquote losing concentration, although that's a part and parcel of the game. So um, it's just interesting, as you said. Uh, I know you're from Brazil, so I've got to be careful when I say this, but um, and you support Arsenal, I think of yeah, childhood yeah. club there was an incident where david louise made a mistake um I, can't, I think against man city and after the game he came and said um that the contract was on his mind i don't know if you remember that at all yeah which kind of led him to to be in him like being distracted and making the mistake and stuff like that and so i'm not saying that's because there's no crowd but the fact that he said like there was a circumstance that got him distracted, highlights the importance for athletes to have a focus and to be um, at a point of concentration and, and in the zone, so to speak. What, I'm sure you've dealt with athletes who needed to, to improve their concentration. What kind of things would you do or even suggest to a player that might be in a similar position where they often get themselves distracted?
1: a Really good point in terms of David there, and he is a player that's been known to have you know not the best levels of concentration. Mm -hmm. You know, and we both know that concentration is something that fluctuates throughout games, and I think it's particularly pertinent when we watch David Luis, um, you know, especially around those mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess in terms of the, the practical strategies for me personally, I you know, it, it might sound a little bit cliché, but when we think of the key concepts in sports psychology, I think one of them, the key ones is, is imagery, yeah. visualization.
0: Yeah.
1: And for me, I, I quite like the the concept of visualization and developing imagery scripts to help players deal with performing under pressure and and keeping maintaining focus in difficult situations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I feel that. I guess looking looking at the concept of concentration it's all about remaining calm making sure physiologically you are not overstimulated Mm. so your, your heart rate is not racing you're not having a thousand thoughts in your head which some can be not related to football it can be related to contract situations so i feel when players use imagery to i guess simulate those difficult situations in the game prior to the game And they mentally rehearse these strategies these routines and they anticipate the challenges that are going to come up during the game Mm. i feel like that that is already preparing them to better focus and and concentrate during the game yes because obviously we know that vivid imagery when you visualize something your brain doesn't really differentiate between your 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 imagery being a real situation or a made-up scenario so i feel like when players visualize and they take that into a game they're more familiar with these difficult challenges, these difficult situations, and they have a better sense of control. Therefore, impacting on their concentration levels.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, you know, you've given us good information there. And and one of the things I want to reiterate from what you have said is that it's not something that can just be a switch, it has to be developed. And, you know, you applying the skill of uh, visualisation and imagery is something that will be a great pre-performance routine, but then also something that you develop within the week because you don't want to be being in the match and then having to apply such a skill. It's more about the things that you prep yourself before you get into competition. So I think, Um, after you, sorry, please.
1: Sorry to cut you off and and exactly like you mentioned, it is all in the preparation and the build-up to the game. And I feel that not to get too technical, but there are a lot of studies that look at the difference between the highest level performers and those who don't perform as well. And three of the key factors are concentration. Yep. And they break that down into being completely absorbed in the moment. So we kind of think of that just being in the moment, mindful, being in that flow state, but also feeling relaxed when they're concentrated and also having awareness of their body and the environment, so what's going on in their body and around them. Yeah. So I feel like these three things are very well addressed when you visualize, because you're visualizing the game, the environment, the challenges, how your body's reacting to these challenges, and then you go into the game with a sense of control that you already know what's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that that message has been conveyed. Um I don't want to take too much of your time as well, but how can people find you? Like, what you know, How can people be in touch with you and get familiar with your work?
1: Yes, um, no, thanks for asking. I have a website which is mentalperformance.uk. So my consultancy is called Mental Performance. As I mentioned, we work not only in football, but across a range of different sports. Um, and you can also find me on Twitter, which is at mental underscore perf, P-E-R-F. So I guess
0: those are the two uh, main social media platforms and, and website really to, to find me. It's so crazy, as I told you, that I, I, my my consultancy and all my work is performance mentality. <laughs> so it's crazy how <laughs> Great line to exactly you know it seems it's crazy how we're kind of aligned in that way. But Tulio, man, thank you for your time, my guy. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Um, and I, you know we'll stay in touch anyway. We always kind of give each other messages here and there, but it'll be good to to do something proper soon.
1: Definitely, yeah. Look forward to sitting down with more time and just discussing like, a range of different topics.
0: A thousand percent, man. Listen, take care, man. God bless. See you later.
1: Appreciate you. Have a good, have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right,
0: Again, I wanted to add another perspective. And what I want you guys to take from this is that pre-performance routines is going to be so vital for you to develop yourself and prepare yourself to be um a focused athlete you know also i want you to kind of know that there are going to be moments in the game where your mind might shift just for a split second or so but what i want you guys to know is that it's within yourself to, to uh to shift that focus back can you work to to shift your focus straight back to what matters during the game but also it's important for you to realize that the information that you may be um distracted with such as maybe contract situations or maybe form maybe past mistakes, those are informations that you may want to revisit. But during a 90 minute, maybe 100 minute game, it's not the time to think about that. So can you develop the strategy where some of those distractions that may you know, get you um, to lose focus in the game, can you have a mentality or a trigger where you shift and park those thoughts? Literally, that could be a trigger. I'm gonna park that thought. And that's something that you may re- revisit when you come to an end of a game and maybe you're reflecting on some of the mistakes or some of the things that you felt like could have been distractions to you during the game. But it's important for you to make sure that you have the optimum flow and your mind and your body is working at a, almost working in sync. There's so much more to the element of concentration but I feel like you have being aware of what it is and being aware of um, how it comes and what you can do about it is what i want to give you today and a lot of it's going to be very individually based because everyone has different things that shifts and diverts your attention so a lot of it's got to be probably one-to-one based you know um and that's something that Tula echoed as well and so if you feel like it's something that you really want to give serious attention to then do seek help i'm more than happy for you to contact myself you can contact Tula if you like as well but um This episode here will give you the information to be a lot more aware and for you to work and be more conscious of the things that you can do to improve your situation. Shout out to everybody that participated in the competition in terms of the giveaway for the Mindset Planner, we'll be announcing those winners later on today. All right, take care and I'll see you next week.